everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. And this week, you know, it's been a bit, so what if we looked at last year's football team? Yeah. We are totally not out of ideas and things to talk about. Hey, this <laughs> one of the ones we planned on doing ahead of time, even before this whole mess. That doesn't mean it's not a bad idea still, but it's our yeah. idea. Yeah, I think we had talked about doing this a couple times. It's just never happened yeah because in the middle of the season basketball gets started before football even wraps up so we didn't really have much of a chance to kind of sit down and say here's how we thought this 2019 football season went yeah and now i don't even know if i'll remember yeah. it's been weird putting these notes together trying to remember, oh yeah that's right that happened in that game but before we get started with that some news about i guess the 2020 season we had said last week we weren't sure if players would be returning to campus when we assumed it would be around june 8th because that's when lsu was doing it i think josh you said june 7th and a half but no they're going with june 8th making a full round number and players will be doing i guess might be because i guess it's voluntary workouts but usually the players will do the voluntary workouts. I'm sure they're really excited to to do things again, too. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's excited to get back. But also, I mean, yeah, it's voluntary for legal purposes. But I mean, come on, you want to start on this football team, you're probably going to be there, right? Yeah. And there was also a whole coronavirus testing program about how to keep coaches and players and, and everybody safe during the whole thing. That was announced as well. So yeah, let's let's go ahead into our 2019 football season recap. At the beginning of the year, we had a post up on the blog at gtpdd.dog, I get to say it early this time, that had some of our predictions for how the year would go. One of the things we did was we had a best case scenario, a worst case scenario, and a final prediction of how we thought the season would go as a whole. Um, as everyone should remember, and I mean, it's been so long, I guess, now that you may not, Tech finished the regular season last year at 9-3 and three with losses to Texas, Marshall, and UAB. So I guess the people who are here on the show, Evan, uh, do you remember how you predicted the season would go? Yes, I said we would go 10-2, and two, and I remember being adamant that we would lose to Texas in the first week. I really wanted to say we wouldn't, but uh, I just couldn't bring myself to. And then I, I thought we would lose one game of the final, or not the final three, but one game of the run of North Texas at Marshall at UAB. So I didn't think it was possible that we would win all three of those. And um, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Looking back on it, though, I mean, I, I think if we had had Jamar, <laughs> I, I think there's a good chance we could have won all three of those games. But, you know, that's not what happened. Yeah, the worst case that I could possibly imagine was, um, and I think I, I based this on kind of the FPI chance to win numbers. Uh, I'm not going to go through all those now, but anything that was like below a 70% chance, I said, you know, 70% chance for tech to win. Let me clarify. Um, I said, you know, we go ahead and lose that game and we would end up five and seven if that happened, because we had such a kind of easy schedule last year that, you know, that would have been losses to like everyone from Texas to Bowling Green to, you know, all the actually okay teams on our schedule, like FIU and Southern Miss and all them. So, so the worst case I could possibly imagine was that five and seven. Man, can you imagine losing to Bowling Green after what we saw in that game? I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I was looking. FPI gave us like a 68% chance to win that game at the beginning of the season. 67% chance. Like, that Bowling Green team was so bad. Yeah. Like, we went into that game thinking that that was low, too, and trying to figure out what was going on. I guess the Grambling game came before it, and we'll get into all that soon. But just, yeah. wow, imagine losing to that team. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I can't even see how it wasn't like an 88% chance from the beginning of the season. But uh, my final prediction was nine and three, uh, which obviously ended up being right. So I'll just pat myself on the back for that. But I had losses to Texas, FIU and Marshall. So I missed out on UAB. I think we all, did we all say that we yeah. would beat UAB? Um, we just could, Even the ones that aren't on the show said that. <laughs> we just we couldn't bring UAB. ourselves to imagine a world where we lost to UAB again. But yeah, nine and, nine and three. I, I figured we'd have a good year, end up in a pretty decent bowl. And, you know, I don't know if the bowl was decent, but we got a power five opponent <laughs> that we beat. So um, shout out, <laughs> shout out Shreveport. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my predictions. Yeah, meanwhile, my best case scenario was a 12-0 and record because I refuse to say that a perfect season isn't attainable. Ever the eternal optimist. <laughs> uh, my worst case scenario was, I guess, more of a joke than an actual prediction because I said Tech would go 10-2 and with losses to Southern Miss and UAB because that really kind of felt like a worst case scenario. <laughs> I don't care if we lose to Bowling Green as long as we beat Southern Miss and UAB, but we can only do one yeah, of those anyway. And- 
and you pointed out that that would almost certainly mean you're not in the conference title game um, if you lose to two Western Division opponents. So yep, um, and yep, yep. yep. <laughs> well, I we didn't lose two yeah, Western Division opponents. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, we just lost two opponents. We lost two opponents, and then the tiebreaking got weird. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that. That was a fun week and a half where we were like, "Here's <laughs> all, the, here's all the percentages." <laughs> And meanwhile, uh, someone tweets at the Kusa Twitter account, and then they end up changing the rules to align with what the person tweeted at them. It was <laughs> insane. But yeah, for a final projection, I predicted Tech would go 8-4 and four on the year, so you know, just barely missed it. Maybe we should blow up the CUSA, now that I think of it. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a slippery slope. But yeah, I had losses to Rice. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, Southern yeah, you were, ooh, you were on that Rice loss train. I was. You... I still feel like I'm right about it, even though... I might be joining him next year, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh, Shit. how did you think the season would go? Uh, I think I said, best case, I would, we'd go 10-4, and four, which, I mean, that's a very hard... It's hard to lose four games and win 10. It, it, you get what yeah. I'm saying? It's hard yeah, to like, like, make it to the conference championship game, lose that, and then lose a bowl game with two other losses. But, but yeah, if you lost to like Bowling Green in Texas, or Grambling in Texas. Yeah. Or Bowling Green and Grambling and not Texas. <laughs> that Actually, that would have been my dream season. We beat Texas, <laughs> lose to Grambling, and lose to Bowling Green. I would have been fine with that. <laughs> Maybe that's my real best case scenario. But I think I said nine and three regular season with you know losses to Texas. And I kinda like cheese it here and said Texas, either FIU or Marshall, and either Southern Miss or UAB. So yeah. kind of game in the system with that. That was still some school somewhere. I was right. <laughs> Worst case, I was like six and six. And I think I kinda did what you did, Evan. I kinda looked at uh any game. I think I looked at yeah. like the wins of, like if we have like over like a certain winning percentage, you know, we, we can win six games. So that obviously means we'll lose six. And then I so I settled on nine and three with the loss of Texas, Southern Miss and Marshall. So I almost had it. Before we go into the game by game recaps really quickly, one other thing we did in that preview post was pick a breakout player of the season. So each of us would pick one player that we thought would just play so much better than they had for the Bulldogs in the past. Uh, Evan, you had said Isaiah Graham. Uh, Josh, you said BJ Williamson on the defensive side. I did not pick a player because every time I picked a player in the past, no matter which sport it was, they got hurt or suspended or something. So I don't allow myself to do this anymore. I mean, uh, Isaiah Graham just didn't have the impact I was expecting, honestly. Caught four touchdowns, but he only had 21 receptions and just short of 400 yards. So, I mean, he did he did lead the team in yards per reception at 19, though, I, I see here. So, I don't know. I was just expecting him to come in and, and really, like, I thought him and Adrian Hardy were going to be great. And as I talked about last week, I've, you know, I was really hyped up for this wide receiver core. And then nobody really stood out this year. At least not in the way that you'd expect them to. Yeah, not in, like, the recent memory where you had Carlos Henderson and Trent Taylor, like, dominating entire games. With At their- the same time. Yeah, at the same time, yeah. <laughs> J-Mar's whole thought process during those years were, F it, just throw it up. Trent's out there somewhere. That was before I mean, J-Mar, right? Yeah, that, would, that was... Oh, that would have been Higgins. Yeah. The notorious H-I-G. Makes even yes. more sense. Yeah, J-Mar was thrown to Quentin Patton, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so looking back on the year now, I guess, Evan, who do you think really deserves that breakout player of the year title? Yeah, I mean, really just one player came to my mind at first, uh, Justin Henderson, running back. I mean, you know, he came to Tech in 2018, and he he got a little bit of action, but he was like the fourth string running back. He started 2019, you know, firmly behind Tucker and Dancy as the third string, and he really didn't get any or get many carries in the first two games against Texas and Grambling. But then Tucker and Dancy both had injury problems, and so he got some pretty big reps against Bowling Green, including a, a 75-yard touchdown run where you know we found out that he's actually kind of fast. <laughs> um, he doesn't look very fast to me, but then he ran past everybody there. So he got the start against FIU, and he really never looked back. He, he had three touchdowns, 143 yards, and you know just never gave up the, the job the rest of the season. Um, the other guys were kind of struggling with injuries the whole way. But, you know, Henderson really just took the job and, and moving forward into 2020, he's the starting running back, no doubt, right? So ended the season with over 1,000 rushing yards, um, 5.6 yards per carry. So that's really great. And uh, 15 touchdowns. Yeah, Josh, who did you have? Uh, it, just to pick somebody different so we don't didn't agree on the same player, I was going to say uh, Griffin Ebert because he had, uh, in my fact-finding, his only stats from 2018 were a – 
a tackle, an assisted tackle on defense. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how or why or where, but um, you know, he came out and he was he ended the season with thirty receptions and five hundred thirty-seven yards, six touchdowns, which isn't crazy, but you know, I think he had the second highest average yards per catch at seventeen point nine. Nice. Also, Josh is not from South Louisiana, so don't give him a hard time for saying Bear wrong. Hebert, yeah, don't. <laughs> Hebert. <laughs> yeah, at least he didn't say he didn't pronounce the T. So there's that. Yeah, for my picks, um, I I want to cheat it a little bit and do a, a second place, I guess, our honorable mention because I think Bailey Hale deserves a shout out a little bit. In 2018, his field goal percentage was 68%. He was 15 from 22 and also missed an extra point at 1.2. And after the Texas game, especially, which we'll get into in a second, there was a lot of hate heading his way because he missed two field goals in that game. And I guess breakout play of the year should apply to the whole season. But after that point, he didn't miss another extra point, missed only one more field goal after that. So he made made 15 field goals both years, but on four fewer attempts. So I think that's at least worth an honorable mention here. But my breakout player of the year is going to go to Connor Taylor because oh yeah you could not have if you had told me he wasn't on the team in 2018 i would have believed you he went from 30 tackles uh 30 total tackles to 75 in 2019 oh wow yeah Um, three sacks versus zero the year before two forced fumbles versus zero the year before one fumble recovery versus zero one zero the year before and an interception versus zero the year before so just all over stat line increase drastically in a player that was oh yeah wait this guy's really good yeah (laughs) he was hair flowing in the wind as he's running back the other way really really clutch player for defense you know he was making those game saving tackles a lot of the time so let's go jump into our quick i guess game by game look at how the season went because it's easy to talk about how players did as a whole on the year but especially some of these early games i'd kind of forgotten about until we jumped back into them the first one i guess we'd want to forget about and that was texas yeah uh, I remember distinctly saying that we would lose by one point. Um, we did not. <laughs> one times something. Yeah, that final score was Texas 45, Tech 14. Um, we each did a prediction before this game in particular. So I'm going to look at those score predictions for each of these games to say, hey, this person guessed closest and this person was furthest away. Matt predicted the final score would be Texas 42, Tech 10, which is you know pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah yeah but then like was that seven total points different between that and the final and then uh the farthest one away uh, unsurprisingly when you pick the wrong team in a blowout it was me i predicted tech would win 35 to 21 yeah um didn't happen yeah yeah uh, man as far as how it went i have one note and that note is the word bad <laughs> it it was infuriating to be at and watch that game it hurt yeah i mean it from what it looks like here we just we started the game out and just we missed a field goal so texas scores a touchdown we miss a field goal texas fumbles we punt touchdown for texas fumble for us touchdown for texas miss field goal so it seems like we were actually moving the ball a little bit to start the game and just kind of biffing it at the end right yeah i remember there's a lot of like missed open men once we got close to the red zone and just not moving the ball once we got like within the 25 yeah i think part of that too is the offense hadn't found themselves yet because we expected going into the year it was going to be the jmar to hardy show yeah much the that. entire time because i mean that's how we've done it in the past it's we have our starting quarterback and our number one receiver and that's who to right. watch out for going back all the way to 2012 right and also i mean the whole running back situation you know and this, yeah i guess the same thing there where we thought that Israel Tucker or uh, Jaquiz Stancy would be the leading running back and not this third string guy named Justin Henderson. If so Henderson was in, we would have won by 12. Yeah. <laughs> or if, because I think there's quite a, a few forces to Hardy that didn't really deserve to be thrown yeah. there. And the offense just wasn't what they would turn out to be. And what they turned out to be was pretty good. And we'll get into that, I guess. But you take a gamble on what you think your offense is when you go into week one. And it just wasn't that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like I said, it. It's not like this game was close, right? It was a, what, 31-point loss? I mean... Yeah, it was 38-0 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, it, but even in the second half, it's a 50-yard drive that ends on downs, a 42-yard drive that ends on downs, and then a touchdown, and then a touchdown. So, like, I, th- I think I see one three and out in this entire game. So it's not like we weren't having a little bit of success, and we actually ended up with over 400 yards of offense. So, um, but you know, just not taking advantage of opportunities. And then it seems like the defense wasn't able to, to get off the field or, or stop 
Texas really from or stop Ellinger if I remember correctly. He had yeah. a pretty good night. Took yeah. Terry Bradshaw's advice to heart. Yeah, after <laughs> just looking or looking back at that Texas A&M game back from a few years ago, this game started the same way. It just yeah. nothing doing for Tech. I we guess not nothing doing. Yeah. Sunny Dykes calling the plays. Yeah, that would have helped a little bit, I think. But yeah, then we go from one disappointment to one more, I guess. We won, but barely against Grambling State. The final score was Tech 20 and Grambling 14. Uh, none of us really got this anywhere close to the final prediction. Uh, I'll give the closest prediction to myself because I predicted Tech would win 31 to 13. That's how out of touch we were with this. The farthest away was Evan's prediction. You <laughs> you predicted, Evan, that Tech would win 52 to 17. I, I thought this was going to go like the Southern game from previous years. The, you know, the, well, I was going to say Northwestern State, but never. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Um, Shut up. You know, so, and honestly, it kind of started that way. Like, not great, but we were up. But it was <laughs> it was not necessarily on track for 52 to 17. But I thought this was going to be the kind of game where, you know, we're getting to see Weston Elliott and Aaron Allen get serious reps in the fourth quarter, you know? Right. That's the plan. Yeah. yeah I noticed in our recap post, I had said that I had the tweet ready to go saying that the last time Tech lost to an FCS school, they made the conference championship. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe we should have lost then. Hey, Josh's prediction could have come true. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a world. <laughs> this game was hot, I think, is really the one word takeaway from it. Man, was it. I'm trying to remember who it was, but someone had like a, a uh, infrared thermometer and they were taking the temperature of like the field grass and it was at 140 degrees or something like that. Oh my God, dude. Nathan, I got into my car after the game and thought I had died and went to some weird hell. <laughs> I was watching the game on TV and sweating up a storm just from watching it. I was it watching was... my TV and just getting mad. I, I think yeah, I mean, that may have been why. I felt so hot-headed. Boo. <laughs> I didn't even want to acknowledge it, man. <laughs> yeah, so let's move forward to a game that was, I guess, better, but less entertaining. And that was Tech's 35-7 to demolish of Bowling Green. Less entertaining than the almost lost to... Well, I mean, it wasn't really mad while I was watching this game. Yeah, I mean, it felt boring because yeah. jumped off early and often. Uh, the closest prediction for us uh, again goes to me. A with Tech winning thirty-five to fourteen, so almost got that score right. I think Bowling Green scored late, and I was upset about that because of my prediction. And the farthest one off was Evan. You predicted Tech would win thirty-four to twenty-one, which is still pretty close considering yeah. how it turned out. Bowling Green actually scored first in this game, so it was. Oh yeah, yeah, seven zero. Because I was driving home from somewhere, I think maybe work or something. Yeah. I don't know. And so I, I actually missed the first touchdown, and I got home, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> We're losing a Bowling Green? Come on!" Yeah, I, <laughs> I said that backwards. I think I was hoping, I was almost hoping for Bowling Green to score late to make my prediction oh, okay. true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this game featured. Uh, I mean, you said it was boring that there was that seventy-five yard uh, Justin Henderson run that I referenced earlier. Um, he had a pick six. Yeah. Pick. Um, so Tech scored like two times in thirty seconds there, which is pretty. That's always nice. Um, yeah, that's about all I remember. There's two two Jaquise Dancy uh, touchdowns in here, so that's nice to see. There's a four play ninety four yard drive in the second quarter. I don't really remember the details of that, but that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's boring because without looking at the stats, I remember nothing about right. this other than Tech One. Like Amik's pick six, I think, goes down for a that's a fun and entertaining play, but the rest of it was just yeah. yeah I mean, no, for I'm, a while, I'm even in the first quarter, Tech was up fourteen to seven, and the drives in order, starting with the Bowling Green one after Amik's pick six, were punt, 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 punt downs. <laughs> Oof. Then a touchdown by Tech. Then punt, 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 end of half. <laughs> like Oof. this game was boring. Yeah. All right. You win. That's a lot of punts. <laughs> if you had stopped at like seven in a row, I would have uh, would have still fought you. But there were like ten there, so never yeah. mind. Rough. It was a rough game. It was a rough game. Moving on to FIU, the final score: Tech won forty-three to thirty-one. This game was fun. This game was fun. It was a nice change of pace. Uh, the closest prediction was uh, Daniel Spencer, who predicted Tech would win thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, we were all kind of in that area, so I gave the farthest away prediction to Josh, who predicted Tech would win twenty-eight to seven, just because yeah. a lot more points were scored than that. A lot more were scored than that. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember they hyped up uh, 
was it James Morgan was like probably the second or third best quarterback we'd face all year. And then we're talking about that. I mean, he really kind of put up the stat line at first glance. That makes you think that he was one of the better quarterbacks that tech faced. He went 29 for 41 with almost 400 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. His quarterback rating is 89.0, which is not the best, best but Jamar's is that game was 62.8. Oof. And tech won by 12. Was so, that, I mean, he didn't get outplayed. Was, what game did Jamar throw the interception off the foot? Was that that game? That may have been that game. He did have a pick, which I guess isn't fair to credit him with. Yeah, James Morgan looked really good in this game, um, from what I remember. Um, almost 400 yards. I mean, that's and QBR is out of 100, so an 89 QBR is actually really good. I get that confused with passer rating way too often. Yeah, yeah. Ju- this this was Justin Henderson's coming out party, though. So you know, 15 carries, 141 yards. That's 9.4 yards per carry. That's good. That's yeah. good. And his long was only 29 too. So like. He was he was getting yards every time he touched the ball. Uh, three touchdowns as well. And I think, did he have a, no, he did not have a receiving uh, touchdown. I thought he did, but I guess that was against UMass the following week. Yeah, in addition to Henderson's three touchdowns, Bailey Hale tied a program record with five field goals, and Amik had an onside kick returned for a touchdown. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, right. We, we pissed off uh, Scott Van Pelt with that. He was uh, he called it a bad beat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he don't, pissed him off, but he called it a bad beat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm not a betting person, so I don't really care about bad beats. But like to me, if you're going to try to onside kick it and a Meek Robertson gets the damn ball with an open field in the end zone in front of him, you telling me he's supposed to like kneel on the two yard line? Come on, man. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, I don't really care too much about sports betting ever since I bet everything on Tech versus Texas early in the year. Yes. Bad move. <laughs> Still <laughs> trying to recover from that one. Yeah, I was going to bet the over against scrambling. Luckily, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't even know how to sports gamble. Anyway, the next game was Bryce. <laughs> and uh, Tech won that game by three in overtime. Final score Much 23 to Nathan's to chagrin because he yeah. really wanted Tech to lose. I did not want Tech to lose. <laughs> I needed to go on record as saying that. I did give myself the closest record prediction because no one else had this as a close game um, uh, out of us that did that prediction post. I predicted that Rice would win 20 to 13, which I think was the score at one point. And the farthest away, Evan, you thought Tech would win 35 to 7. Hey, I'll just keep being the farthest away. That's fine. Proving again why you shouldn't gamble. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Tech trailed 14 to 7 at halftime and 17 to 14 with just two minutes left. After a field goal that tied the game, Rice scored a field goal in the first overtime. Then Jamar took it to the house on a touchdown to win the game. That was a great, great run by him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like how this game ended. It's you know, like in the fourth quarter, we had a Rice kicked a field goal to take the lead 17-14 with two minutes and 51 seconds left. And then Tech tied it with one minute and 10 seconds left. But I don't really remember much about this. And then there was a three and out by Rice and then a three and out by Tech. Ugh. Ugh. Huh. That's wild. I, I just... No wonder we didn't talk about it or can remember it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even put up a recap post on the blog because I think we were all too pissed off about it. <laughs> I just remember I had a friend over watching just a bunch of different college football games. And, you know, I was I was on record as saying we're going to blow Rice out. I guess 35-17 is not a blowout, but, you know, a comfortable win. Um, And my my friend who has never experienced me watching Tech almost lose to a bad team, which happens a lot, (laughs) was like, all right, man, I'm going to go home now. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that might be a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, something to mention again, just in case you forgot. Rice uh, was 0-4 going into this game. Yep. Oof, yeah. Poor guys. They also, they were not a passing team, but they attempted 26 passes against us. But they only had 148 passing yards. So I remember that guy, uh, yeah, Rosner, their tight end, was, was their best player, I think, in that game. Big tall guy we couldn't really cover very well. So, yeah. Looking back at their how Rice's season went is almost bizarre. They uh, lost to Army, lost to Wake Forest, lost to Texas, lost to Baylor before playing Tech. So lost to Tech, got beat by UAB quite a bit worse, lost to UTSA, got pantsed by both Southern Miss and Marshall, then went on a three-game winning streak to end the year against Middle Tennessee, North Texas, and UTEP. So Oof, they Texas, found man. themselves late. I'm glad we didn't play them week 12 or whatever. Yeah. Because then I would have been right. And I'm holding <laughs> to that. So yeah, after Rice, we played another joke of a program, and that was UMass. That game was not close. Tech won it 69 to 21. The closest prediction was Josh. Nice. 
Nice. Yes. Had to get the nice for 69 in really quickly. Josh predicted Tech would win 52 to 21. Should have went with the meme. Yeah. Uh, and I had the farthest away prediction. I thought Tech would only win by 20. Joke's on me, I guess. Yeah. With a final score prediction of 44 to 24. Yeah. I was uh, I was driving for this game, so I didn't get to watch it. And uh, Catherine was like, you know, Tech scored three touchdowns in like five minutes or something. And I was just like laughing and like, I'm listening to it on my headphones, so I'm like, Tech just scored again. Tech just scored again. She's like, God, who are they playing? <laughs> yeah. UMass, that's who they were playing. <sighs> it was a much-needed blowout after Rice. The first drive yeah. of the game, UMass gets the ball first, and Amik picks it off and returns it to the house for the first score. I mean, how it just, it's, yep. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. script up a better opening to this game. Henderson responded to that pick six with three first-quarter touchdowns. Jeez. God. Tech was up 28 nothing after the first quarter and wow. never looked back. Wow. You know, that's probably, I mean, honestly, it's UMass. So, I mean, that's the best our offense looked all year, right? Well, our they offense, beat, yeah. they beat our Akron. Offense. Oh, our offense. Okay. Our yeah. offense, not their offense. I don't. <laughs> they did beat Akron. Favorite. Let's say yeah. that a few times so we get Jake. Shout out Jake. Yeah. Jake hasn't been listening lately, but I'll have to tell him. <laughs> hey, we got a surprise for you. Hey, we sold oh, one of your groups and we talked about how UMass beat you. <laughs> Yeah, tech tech started this game up forty two to nothing by the eleven minute mark of the oh. second quarter. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Like the Bowling Green game was boring because it was out of hand early, but never really to a comedic level. This game was just pure comedy. Pure. It comedy. was just every score was just funny at that point. And like I said, I was just laughing, like yeah. just just busting out in laughter when Tech scored like on another three play drive. It's like. Oh man, and and Tech pants UMass like this before when we played him back in what 2016, I think, with Henderson yeah, back in um, Massachusetts. Yeah, so I mean, if if you want to be good at college football, just be named Henderson and play uh, play against <laughs> UMass. Tech actually had three turnovers in this game too, though, so I don't oh, know what happened there. Could have lost it. No, no, three turnovers, a 21 point swing. Yeah, could have. Could have could have had. Could have had 90 points. Still wouldn't have been the record. Yeah. Yeah, Tech scored 100 back 100 to 0. It was weird. Anyway, game 7 was against Southern Miss. Tech won that game 45 to 30. I repeat, Tech beat Southern Miss. Whoa! 45 to 30. <laughs> Felt damn great. Time. Yeah. Uh, I guess closest, I guess. None of us were really close here. I predicted Tech would win 31 to 27. The farthest away was Daniel Spencer, who predicted Southern Miss will win by 11. Although we won this game by 15, it was close. Probably more than you would remember. Tech was down at halftime but put up 21 fourth quarter points to take on the victory yeah we also started this game down 14 to nothing really fast and it was yeah. just like because they they returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown and it was just like we were all so hype and like this is finally the time we're gonna beat him jack abraham's coming back like just so much excitement i wasn't even there but like god that must have taken the air right out of the stadium i, I know we talked about that before but yeah because um, that was my first game at the joe since i graduated i want to so, say yeah Taylor and i were depressed yeah. early on but it got better and <laughs> they won Amik punctuated the night with three interceptions. Yeah. And he wasn't alone because a pick six by Zeke Barnett, the linebacker, iced the game late. Great pick, too. He just reached up and snatched it. Yeah. Jack Abraham, like, I mean, meltdown. He's fine, I guess, but like, <laughs> you know, 20, 26 for 40. But whenever Tech got pressure in his face, he just made terrible decisions. Like, just. Just like 2013 Ryan Higgins level decisions. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Scott Young. I remember a guy by that name in 2013. Uh, yeah. He ended with the night with four interceptions, a QBR of 63.9 compared to Jamar's 88.7. Didn't Amik also like murder someone like one of one of USM's wide receivers? Yes. Just, like complete. Absolutely. Just like a clean hit, a clean hit, mind you, not flagged or anything. <laughs> a very legal murder. Yeah, just <laughs> but like laid him out. Yeah, and then and then the three picks on top of that. I mean, whew, gosh, I'm gonna miss watching that guy play in in red and blue. Yeah, I'd have to pick the Raiders as an AFC team now. I guess. Yeah, go <laughs> Chiefs. I guess after after Southern Miss Tech traveled to the Sun Bowl to play UTEP. Tech won that game, 42 to 21. Two times your score. The closest of our predictions, Evan. That was you this time. Hey, <laughs> I'm not worse this time. <laughs> you predicted shout Tech out Evan. 38 to 17. I took your place uh, for this game, at least. <laughs> I predicted Tech would only win 27 to 14. Well, don't you look dumb. Yeah, I mean, after the first quarter, I 
I was feeling pretty good about my prediction because it was seven to seven. It was close early on, but Tech quickly blew the miners out of the water with 21 unanswered points in the second quarter to pretty much put it yeah, out. 35 unanswered points overall. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember much about this game, to be honest with you. I mean, same here. I think when how it's supposed to. So it was between Southern Miss and the gauntlet stretch that we talked about quite a few times of North Texas Marshall and UAB, where it's okay, this. This is a trap game, I think, is the only thing we could really call it. But really, we're nervous heading forward because we, we may actually have a shot of winning the West Division. We definitely had a shot at this point. Right. I mean, this is coming off, what, six straight wins, 3-0 and in conference going into this game. I mean, you're playing a bad team on the road. And I think we're always, at least me, I'm always scared to play UTEP out yeah, of El Paso because game. just weird stuff happens there. But I mean, it seems like we finally got over the hump with this one because, I mean, like you said, it, it started slow, but so Tech punted on their first drive and then scored four straight touchdowns on their next four drives. So that's that's about all you can ask for. And Tech continued to fire on all cylinders the next week when they played North Texas back at the Joe. Tech won 52 to 17. I wanted to pause for dramatic effect because yeah, I don't think anyone thought that Tech would win that. No, that. yeah. North Texas was supposed to be pretty good once again, I believe. And I mean, they had Mason Fine. The they, had, they were supposed to win the division, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're always supposed to win the division. Well, yeah. According to them. Yeah. <laughs> Mason Fine was supposed to get drafted. But uh, yeah, Ooh, Evan. Ouch. Ouch. Hit him where it hurts. Yeah, Evan, you had the closest uh, prediction. Boom, I guess. two in a row. Let's go. You predicted an t- 11-point victory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was still closest, baby. Let's go. Meanwhile, Josh, you thought Tech would only win by two. Oh, oh. I think I predicted another photo finish or something. Yeah, but yeah, again, Tech Which won is by. fair based on how it went in 2018. Yeah, I mean, Tech was up 45-3 to three at one point. <laughs> That's pretty much how that game went. Did not see that one coming. I don't know if y'all pulled up the stats for this game or not, but four different Bulldogs scored rushing two TDs. Can you name who they are? Henderson for one. Yes. Tucker. Yeah. Dancy. Nope. No. Smith. Nope. Um, Bobby Holly. Nope. God damn it. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, DeAndre uh, Marcus. I'm running no. out. Of- <laughs> Smoke Harris. Smoke Harris. Okay. Oh, yes. the smoke sweep. It worked. The one time we it worked. We can't talk about the 2019 without talking about the smoke sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who else would have scored a rushing touchdown? It was another receiver. Um, I mean, he wore number twenty-six. Nope. No, that would have been a uh, twenty-six. Uh, yep. <laughs> Who wore number twenty-six? <laughs> he had uh, zero receptions all year. Oh my God! There's no way we're gonna get this. <laughs> all right, I'm yeah, looking at the game. Oh, Jawan Johnson. Oh, I, yeah. So he he I think is. I mean, he's a receiver, but he's he, yeah. He has he's a running eight back. carries and no receptions. He's a running right. back. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, looks like, yeah, like you said, 45 to three, man, that is, uh, that's something. <laughs> Tech also scored 21 points in the fourth quarter after being up 31 to three at the end of the third quarter. So I really think that boosted our confidence to such a high level, blowing out a team that we <sighs> expected to to just compete with down to the final minute. And then that's after following yeah. that game. I mean, you're, you're riding an eight game win streak at this point. You're five and zero in conference. You've beat teams that were real quickly. Yeah. In this game, uh, three different players threw passes for North Texas. One went three for four with a touchdown, one of their backups. Another went 12 for 16 with two interceptions. And Mason Fine had a worse QBR than both of them. Oh, my God. Eight for 15 for 48 yards with a 10.9 QBR. He He got hurt, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was hurt a lot of the year. Even Jamar, who had a, I guess Jamar also got passed by his backups in terms of QBR. He had a 30.1. Meanwhile, Aaron Allen had an 89.0, and Weston Elliott had a 94.7. Both Allen and Elliott had one pass, but I guess still. <laughs> and Elliott didn't throw an interception, which was pretty big for him. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, just after that game, I mean, Nathan and I were getting ready to drive to Marshall to watch the game because we could you know still see other people in person and whatnot and that was weird weird yeah. times gosh and uh <laughs> yeah just i mean we couldn't have been more excited and then that week you know yeah news dropped that, that jmar was in trouble and I, I mean we didn't believe it at first and then we did and then we didn't and and then vegas got mad vegas got mad real mad yeah 
Yeah, so Jay Meyer was suspended for the next two games, meaning that games against Marshall and UAB would be, would be played without the starting quarterback. So Tech traveled to Marshall. The final score ended up being the Thundering Herd 31, Bulldogs 10. The closest score prediction, I guess, again goes to me, who I predicted Tech would win, but only by a single point. And Evan, you thought Tech would win by 12 as our farthest prediction. The only note I have as far as how it went is that Evan and I got some pretty good donuts the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good shop. And we talked to some nice Marshall fans in the uh, yeah. parking lot. And they, gave us, they gave us a oh. beer. I don't remember what kind of beer, but it was a beer. Marshall fans have always been nice, I feel yeah. like. This game, I mean, really both games without J-Mar, it honestly felt like like Aaron Allen was just a game manager. They weren't going to let him, you know, let it rip like we saw J-Mar do in 2016 against Arkansas. Um, he wasn't really given the opportunity with the play calling and with just the general philosophy that Skip went with. It almost felt like we were playing to not lose even when we were down like 24 to 10 in the third. Not a good strategy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think these two games, especially this first one against Marshall, needed prime Jamar. And who knows if we would have gotten prime Jamar in this game because we sure as hell didn't get him the rest of the year at points. We got him sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. But, but yeah. The way Tech was playing this game, they needed a gunslinger-throwing quarterback, and that's not who Aaron Allen was going to be that night. Yeah, and and really just to give kind of a final word on this, I mean, Tech had 261 total yards of offense in this game. So Marshall's defense very quickly sniffed out exactly what Tech wanted to do and just stopped it the whole rest of the night. So second drive of the game, Tech went 55 yards and scored a touchdown. And then, like I said, after that, I mean – they just weren't able to get anything going. Tech didn't score again until four minutes left in the third quarter, and yeah. that was a field goal. Ugh. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like this game was out of reach until the fourth quarter, you know, but it, it also felt like Tech did not go, right? Yeah. And speaking of did not go, next week, I uh, played UAB on the road in Birmingham. The final score was redacted. Actually, it was UAB 20, Tech 14. Our closest prediction was Evan. Again, you're you're pretty much wrapping it up here at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm being right now when the games are bad. So Yeah. We predicted Tech would win, but only by two, 20 to 18. Meanwhile, I predicted as the farthest away that Tech would win by 20. They did not. It was a very close game all the way through, and then Tucker drops. Oh my God, that hurt my soul. Yikes, man. Just... I mean, I'm putting all the onus, I guess, on on Tucker on that out of the backfield. But like Tucker's just wide open middle of the field, down six points. He is, but Tech should not have been at this point of the game with only 14 points on the scoreboard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Against a UAB team that also looked like they were struggling the entire way. Oh, man. Yeah. This game was almost like a who wants to win. And both teams were like, nah, you, you do it. I don't care. You do it. Um, it was just such a disappointment to watch though tech had 270 yards in this game so that's up from 261 the previous week against marshall um no turnovers this time though which is better um but uab had 353 yards and i don't even want to do the math to see if tech would have had it would have been very close yardage wise if tucker had caught that ball and scored the touchdown to win the game just saying oh yeah because it was definitely 70 ish yards And really, Tech, when you look at straight yards-to-yards comparison, which is not the best way to do this, but UAB only had, was that 14 more passing yards than Tech did? Where they dominated was with the rushing attack. UAB had 166 yards on the ground compared to Tech's 97. Yeah, and I, I just, I just figured it out. And Tech would have, Tech would have had 355 to UAB's 353 if he had caught that ball and gone into the end zone. So why'd you make yourself sad like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to our happy place and look at the last game of the regular season. That was UTSA. I think we have some UAB fans who listen, so they're probably really happy about how sad we are, right? now yeah Yeah. it would help if we had ads on the show then we could earn money from them celebrating our misery (laughs) birmingham advertisers get at us hey you know what (laughs) the right things are going will make your fans very happy there was a very good restaurant downtown birmingham and that's about it (laughs) it's called john city diner yeah utsa yeah they're really good i was also very drunk but they were very good utsa was the final game of the year tech won that game 41 to 27 and after that uab game and two straight losses we straight up did not do a preview post so i have no idea who was closest and farthest away in terms of prediction yeah we're just too hurt to do anything yeah 
Yeah, and and we were mostly focused on the fun times of figuring out what the uh, the conference championship game scenarios were because we still had a really good shot at making it. We just needed UAB to lose or Southern Miss to do like it was a three way thing. It was it was weird. It was convoluted at best. Yeah, and once it didn't help with, but Tech's game against UTSA was delayed for almost three hours due to lightning. Yeah, that was rough. A bunch of different Conference USA games were happening at the same time. So that allowed us to actually kind of watch what's happening in these other games to figure out if Tech would even have a shot of, if it mattered, if Tech won or not. UAB beat North Texas, I think, in the West. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. We needed North Texas to... And they, and they almost did. And then that freaking guy, Garrett Marino, like ripped mason fine's head off on the last play of the game yeah. and they didn't call the foul yeah. and then that dude tweeted and called him a little bitch or something so i called him out and then he blocked us <laughs> he joins the soccer team in that endeavor i guess <laughs> the softball team <laughs> yep oh, yep you're right we have been unblocked by them though I, I haven't checked if we're still blocked by garrett marino i hope that we are because that dude <laughs> sucks and i hate him put up the shirts that say that yeah <laughs> Proudly blocked by Garrett Marino. <laughs> but yeah, UTSA, this game was taxed all the way. It, there, there's not really much to talk about in this particular game because I don't think we really cared about this game once we realized it was in our hands because we also realized that the conference championship would not be. Yeah. And then, so we go through championship weekend without a game, but then we head to the bowl games. But yeah, Tech ends up the ra- regular season at 9-3. and three. First time with a record that great since 2012. And unlike 2012, we're headed to a bowl game. Yeah, and, and objectively speaking, a great season, you know, to go nine and three, to be in the conference championship picture at the end, you know, could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the could have been better is where why we feel like this year was yeah. not that great because we were really close to having yep. a year that would have been we're one whatever suspended Jamar Smith away from, you know, ostensibly being 11 and one. Right. I mean, it's no guarantee we, we lost to Marshall by 21 points on the road. So like no guarantee Jamar is going to win that game. But the team just wasn't the same without him, you know, yeah. say what you want to about him. But it just what it just wasn't even close to the same without him. Yeah, especially with everyone complaining about starting the backup instead of Jamar at other points during the year. It really kind of said, hey, look, no, there's a reason why this guy's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, then we go to the bowl game where Tech beats Miami. Yes, that Miami, fourteen to zero in a game that the U. We should really do a game rewatch of that one eventually for the podcast. Uh, even though just, I don't know uh, if I want to be yeah, frustrated why? for an hour and a half because we know how it will end. <laughs> I think it will be much more fun to watch knowing the final score than it was live. It's, I don't know, man. Like nothing good was happening in that game for anybody. Punt. Punt, 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 touchdown, fumble, okay, punt, so maybe, punt. maybe we watch it at like three or four times speed. Uh, I mean, honestly, the like three minute recap video is probably good enough, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just do that instead. Yeah, for our preview post, we had the three of us and also a random Miami fan off a message board. I don't remember where you pulled this from. I think that was you, Evan. Yeah. Said, uh, University of Miami gets blown out tomorrow, but I wanted to say Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa to everyone. <laughs> I looked under my excess tree and I didn't get a spread offense. But anyways, Tech wins 34 to 14. So that Miami fan ended up being closer than any of us. That's great. Meanwhile, I predict that Tech would only win by four. How foolish of me. How foolish we all thought that Tech would win, but it would be a lot closer than that. Yeah, and we were all on the train of like, Miami doesn't really have much to play for. And, you know, Tech's going for the 10-win season and Jamar's out to prove something and whatnot. So they also had a bunch of players sitting out for the draft, which, of course, we had uh, Amik sitting out. But yeah, I mean, going in, it, it was an exciting like the premise of the game was exciting. The actual <laughs> game itself. The concept of a football game versus <laughs> Shreveport was exciting. Yeah, but yeah. We, we had said QBR a few times, and I guess this kind of talks about how bad this game was to watch, at least from a passing game perspective. Jamar had the best QBR of any quarterback tonight, 38.9. Meanwhile, Oof. Miami had uh, Williams, Jaron Williams, who had a 10.9. Uh, Nikosa oh. Perry had an 8.8. And Tate Martell... <laughs> Ethan barely in double digits 12.9 oh wow yeah i mean he went one for one for seven yards but his rushing was the interesting part he had five carries for five yards Gosh, the tech's defense the performance they put up here 227 yards of total offense for miami in this game wow yeah 
That is good. <laughs> That's without a meek, too. Yeah. Damn. Two interceptions by Tex defense, only one thrown by Jamar. Yeah, just real total domination all the way around. And Tech earns that 10th win. Yeah, and I remember, so in that on that last drive, we had, uh, yeah, Tech had been up 7 nothing the whole game, which is a very strange place for a fan of a team like Tech to be, right? Normally our games are more of the, like, 42 to, to 30 games, right? Like, the defense isn't completely shutting anyone out. So to be up 7-0 to zero from basically the beginning of the night is just like, can we can we just score again, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Um, so Jamar takes, you know, runs 26 yards to the to the Miami eight, and then he gets up and runs a play. Miami was out of timeouts, and there was a minute and 15 seconds left. And so I'm pretty sure Skip is like, Neil, 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 and Jamar's like, Nah, I'm gonna run it again, and he ran it in for the touchdown. So <laughs> adding his stats, right? He's just, yeah, that's the yeah. only reason he's in the Patriots training camp now. Exactly. Hey, exactly. that is true. We were t- the Patriots has throw against teams called Miami in recent years. <laughs> that may have actually been why. Yeah, I'm sure we did this chart reading when we did the recap post for this game, but just as a reminder from the beginning, it was punt, 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 touchdown fumble, punt, 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 fumble, punt, fumble, punt, <laughs> punt, punt, interception, interception, punt, punt, interception, touchdown, end of fourth. I don't remember Miami fumbling so much. Why did they <laughs> they fumbled three times yeah. and had two picks? Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. But they only had three turnovers on the uh, team stats. Huh. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we've we've realized earlier that in one of the earlier shows that these ESPN team stats things aren't always right. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how the 2019 football season went. Was it good? Yes. Was it bad? Also, yes. Yeah. I mean, just what could have been sours what was, right? Because it's our first 10-win season as an FBS program since the 70s when we were, you know, dominating D2. But man, it so easily could have been a conference championship 13 and one type of year, you know, like ranked in the top oh, 25 God. at the end of the so season, bad. you know, and and it's really like if we had just lost to UAB and Marshall, we wouldn't be saying this. But the fact that our starting quarterback got suspended and it was all murky and we don't know what happened still something to do with weed, probably, which is like stupid. Anyway, I mean, not to get political, but I mean, is that political anymore? <laughs> right. So. It's just like the circumstances, and this is why other fans in CUSA hate us, I think, hate tech fans, is because we're always like, well, if this hadn't happened, we would have done this. And I mean, all fans are like that, but anyway. I'm but just, tech has a lot of fans in a conference with a lot of programs that don't have a lot of fans. Yeah, true. I'm just raving like a lunatic at this point. So one of you guys take over. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the conference sometimes needs a heel. Needs, I guess, I think that's what they call it in wrestling. Like the guy who plays the bad guy. There's nothing really yeah. wrong with that. And I'm okay with wearing that on our shoulder because I know we're morally right all the time ever <laughs> wait would it be on our shoulders like the 2018 shoulder stripes or oh, the 2019 or the 1946 <laughs> shoulder stripes okay all right <laughs> i'm on board but yeah I, and that goes into i guess what our tweet of the week is that <laughs> our tweet of the week this week uh before actually saying what it is the general idea around it was that tommy mcclelland held a press conference this weekend addressing earlier comments by ul lafayette's athletic director saying that there have been talks between conference usa and sunbelt to merge to fall apart for ull to join kusa or have tech join sunbelt basically they'd be in the same conference we'd be more regionalized and whatever the kind of stuff we had talked about a few weeks ago back before yeah it won't die it won't die everyone keeps talking about it just let it die it's like when you see a funny joke and then or a meme or whatever and then like you have your parents showing it to you months later. Right. You see a funny you see a funny meme and then all of a sudden like JC Penny is tweeting using that meme and you're like, "Oh god, no, it's not yeah. funny anymore." But I do need some more clothes. Yeah, the <laughs> Tommy McClellan addressed that, also saying, made some snippy comments towards UL Lafayette and what we would hope you would do and probably earn tech some some money uh, <laughs> in terms of donations from people who have been kind of upset with him in the past. And so our tweet of the week this week goes to William Smith at techalum05, who said, animation of Louisiana AD Tommy McClellan's response earlier today to UL Lafayette's AD's <laughs> comments on the possibility of a Sunbelt and Kusa merger at Go Tech, Please Don't Die. And it is a photo of the Lion King, but instead of, I don't, I've seen this movie once, but instead of the monkey guy holding up Simba, Rafiki. Rafiki. 
Oh my God! You've seen Lion King once? Yes, he was in college. Instead of holding him up, eats him out. I had to remember if he was Mufasa or Simba too for when we first started. Oh my goodness! This is a tweet of the week. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I mean that whole thing. Gosh, just I mean I'm annoyed that it's still being talked about nonstop, and like there's so many think pieces about how it has to happen and how and now everyone on Twitter is saying like after Tommy McClellan said this stuff. Everyone on Twitter is all of a sudden like, well, this is going to happen, but tech's not going to wet it. So we would have already done this if it wasn't for tech. But like what Tommy actually said was that the conversations aren't happening. The same thing that Old Dominion AD said, the same thing that go on and on. AD said the same thing that the Southern Miss. Yeah, like, it's like if it's. Like maybe it might be just everyone saying this because no one wants to say, oh yeah, we're talking to this conference. We talk about being below us, about merging. Like no one's probably going to say, hey, look, these talks are happening. But their reaction to Tex AD saying it was so much more drastic than any others. Right. And maybe because it included the, the dig at UL Lafayette. My man said, if I was in Lafayette's position, which first of all, pro move there, call them exactly what they don't want to be called. He said, if I was in Lafayette's position, I would want to move up to a level like CUSA too. Um, and so that Funny. that just pissed off just about everyone who identifies with uh, the Sun Belt in any way, and especially the people in Lafayette. So, oh man, just a just a pro trolling job by him and, and really pulled it off eloquently and like just saying it's not happening, you know, like, but he gets why they would start the rumors. And then he said, so congrats on that. <laughs> on starting the rumors <laughs> oh man but yeah that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please on die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog where i promise eventually i'll publish part two of the thing it may be out by now anyway or the tech football history that will be at gtpdd.dog d-o-g and until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm josh and go tech please don't die It was working great after I disconnected from Wi-Fi, but then all of a sudden, all right, I'm dropping out. Okay. All right, let's do the show without Evan. All right, time to vi- let's go. Let's run with it. How many games <laughs> we get through? Okay, yeah, game number twelve was. <laughs> <laughs>